If nothing else from this seminar, I want you to figure out what the hell do you want. Not what you think you can get. What do you want? We say to make a paradigm shift, that's what you're doing. You're going to learn exactly how to do it here today. This is Craig, the VP for International with the Matrix Success Network. And today, Brian Dalmaso, the director and owner and president of the Matrix Success Network, is interviewed by Brian Klein, who has 100 gyms in his franchise network. And today, Brian, our Brian, is interviewed by Brian from the Max Factor podcast. This is really exciting. The two gentlemen riff off each other so well, and they share their nuggets of wisdom through their entrepreneurial journey particularly focused on the wealth mindset and a number of other topics. So let's not delay, let's jump in there, get your pad, your paper, your pen ready, your iPad, whatever it is that you're taking notes on, and let's get ready to learn with Brian and Brian. Awesome. All right, what is up, Max Challenge world? Welcome to another episode of The Max Factor. This week we have a new friend, but I'd like to call him a good friend, even though he's a practically brand new friend. His name is Brian Del Masso. And uh, in one short talk, he helped me look at things and just in my business and really even more than just my business, my life in a completely new perspective. And I thought, I got to get this guy on the max factor because he is going to provide just a wealth of information to our listeners so welcome brian yeah thanks brian thanks for having me like i said when you and i connected it was uh instant resonance i think i we chatted for quite a while and it was just uh, i could tell right away that you were of a you know, very deep thinker um obviously very successful so your results would say that you understand this information and uh i really appreciate the opportunity of course so let's just jump right into this because uh you know, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are like, what is this information? So one of the things that I think is probably a fan, one of the areas of fantastic place to start is what is a wealth mindset? How, sure. how to, what is it and how do people master the, the wealth mindset? Sure. I mean, a wealth mindset, first of all, a lot of people think wealth has, is money and it really has very little to do with money. When we talk about the wealth mindset, it's the whole human experience. It's, it's understanding love and family and friendships and physical fitness, spirituality, and then, yeah, finances is a piece of it, but uh, the finances is the easiest thing to fix if somebody's it's got issues. It's, it's, it's harder for somebody to understand the spiritual side of things. And you got to remember, I'm a mechanical engineer, so um, every single thing in this universe has a spirit or an energy side of it before it could ever be a physical thing. And I can give you some examples uh, if you'd like. So we talk about the wealth mindset. It's really the, the whole human experience. I like to model uh, Richard Branson. I mean, that's my goal, right? Somebody that lives life to the fullest. He's a philanthropist, uh, very spiritual, very, obviously very creative uh, and helps a lot of people. So that's at least my opinion of what the uh, wealth mindset is. So, you know, people who are, let's say, just starting a business, a lot of our listeners are people who are interested in starting their own business, making a life change. And I, I think a lot of them, have been thinking about making a change for an extended period of time, but then something holds them back, even though they know in their hearts that this is the direction they want to go in. What do you think holds people back from taking action towards their dreams and their goals? Mm, that's a great question. The beautiful part is we know exactly what holds them back. It's not, we don't have to guess or wonder anymore. There's, there's science and physics behind this. And the thing that holds anybody back, including 
myself for 43 years. I like to say that I was rowing the same boat of ignorance for 43 years. Uh, but what holds anybody back is a paradigm. And what a paradigm is, it's, it's a set of mental programs stored in the subconscious mind that controls all the habitual behavior. So it's really, it's, it's your subconscious program. It's like the operating system in a computer. And this subconscious programming, for most people, it wasn't chosen by them. You know, when we're born, we, we can't choose where we're born, the environment. So it's all environmental programming that goes right into the subcon subconscious mind that in the later years controls all of your habitual behavior. And this is why people, you know, babies that grow up in a smoking environment, they tend to smoke. Uh, if their parents are both very physically active and that's what they see, well, they tend to be physically active. If, if the parents are uh, eating unhealthy, then it's, it's, that's why you just see it kind of, you know, breed generational. And I have, a, I have a really good example that explains paradigm and environment. And Brian, I can do this with you. Uh, you and I are, uh, well, you're a little younger than me, but uh, if I was to take you instead of growing up the way you did with your family and everything like that, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with the way you grew up. Um, and instead we put you in the environment of you were Warren Buffett's son and you grew up, you know, the last 40 years or whatever that way with that environment. And I don't know Warren Buffett, but at least financially being in that environment, where do you imagine you'd be right now? Right. So it's, yeah. it's not hard to see if you take a baby and put them, in one environment, take the same exact baby, put in a different environment, all that programming goes right into the subconscious mind. So we have programs like, we have a program called walking, right? That, that, that was information that we learned consciously that got programmed into the subconscious and now you don't have to think to walk. You don't have to think to eat. Well, we can program the subconscious mind. First of all, we can, we can strip away limiting beliefs, you know, very scientifically, and then we can program in things like wealth building or physical fitness or relationships, whatever you want. Does that make sense? It makes, it makes total sense. So <clears throat> somebody, it might have been you last time that we talked that, that pointed out that, you know, when you become self-aware as to uh, your beliefs, and then you really start to question, where did I get those beliefs? Mm. And then take it a step further. Do these beliefs serve me and the person that I want to become and the goals that I want to reach? Does it become possible, or, 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 or I guess what you're saying is it does become possible to change your beliefs from the inside out and then ultimately change the results that you're getting in life? Yeah, it's absolutely possible. Not only is it possible when you understand this stuff, it's, you can do exactly what you want. It's almost like the movie The Matrix where they, they plug in Neo and he downloads information and then he knows Kung Fu, right? Anything that can be programmed into the subconscious mind can be programmed out and then reprogrammed through the space repetition of emotionalized ideas and even things like PTSD or, or depression. Um, you know, people aren't born with PTSD so that the evidence states that that gets programmed in by environmental stimulus over time. Now what people need to realize and have hope with is even if they don't know how, if they seek out the information and work with somebody that does know how they can unprogram that and program back in whatever they want. Like, um, you know, have a, a loving, caring, you know, peaceful, we call it mastering the art of remaining calm, right? You can, you can eliminate fear, doubt, and worry. And if you don't have fear, doubt, and worry, then you don't have stress. And if you don't have stress, you don't have the physical form of anxiety. And if you don't have anxiety, you don't lead to depression. So that's just a chain of the transmutation of energy to and through the mind and through the body into what people call depression and anxiety. So um, when we work with people, we're able to just choke it off at the source, show them how the mind-body works, and teach them how to use the space repetition of content over time to rewire their, their subconscious mind. I know that sounds very robotic, but it's, it's really not. It's just, 
we're not giving a given a user's manual to our body when we're born and we're not taught this stuff in school. So it's no wonder why, you know, 93% of people get to the retirement age and they can't retire. Right. So if we look at that one statistic, that, that would state that we're not educating um, the masses with the right materials. Otherwise 93% of the people would get to retirement and they'd be able to retire without having to take second jobs, you know? Yep. So let's, let's say in the example of somebody that's looking to, lose weight or get in better shape, change their health, but they just keep doing the, the same you know, habits over and over. They set the goal and they just keep, they, they even go to the gym for a week, but the, this old, the old self, the old habits start uh, showing up again in their daily routine. Is it just a matter of becoming more self-aware? Uh, it's a matter of, yeah, it's a matter of understanding what's going on. I mean, if somebody let's say somebody's 40 years old and, they, and they, they're not used to going to the gym. It's not a habit. I mean, what is a habit, right? A habit is a stored program in the subconscious mind. You have the habit of smoking. Some people have the habit of wealth building. I've been going to the gym uh, since I was 15 because I was scrawny in high school and I wanted to chase the ladies, right? So I had a, I had a motivating factor that was a paradigm shift that started me going to the gym. Well, it only takes, I don't know, people have different theories on how many days it takes to make a habit, but Basically, what happened is I've been going to the gym and eating healthy ever since, and I'm 48 years old now. So if somebody does want to release weight, and we say release instead of lose because the subconscious mind is very literal. It's not the thinking mind. Um, the conscious mind is the emotional mind. So when we say, oh, i got to lose five pounds, well, what happens to things that we lose, right? We try to find them. So the subconscious mind, all it hears is lose weight. Well, I'm going to try and find it again. And that's why people yo-yo because even the terminology they're using is not – cohesive with how our mind-body connection works. So understanding this, if, you know, if somebody's gone, you know, 20 or 30 years one way, what we need to do is consciously overwrite or overrule the paradigm for a period of time. So somebody that wants to go to the gym and release weight, they'd have to understand, you're going to have to force yourself to do this very mechanically and physically. I would say get a partner, get an accountability partner, and you're going to have to do it for like 90 to 120 days. And, and then it'll become a habit because you're trying to overrule the past 40 years of not going to the gym. Does that, does that make sense? It makes total sense. Yes. Yeah, you know what? It actually gets me uh, pumped up and excited because every day at the Max Challenge, we have new people enrolling, telling us ahead of time, no, I'm not a morning person. I'm really <laughs> so sure I'm going to be able to. And you know, through the encouragement and through the motivation, you know, they go for one complete week. And at the end of the week, it's such a session of accomplishment that brings them back the next Monday. But the crazy thing is, it's exactly what you're, you're telling all of us. It, it, it's, it's what you're saying is clearly explaining what's happening to people the next job. Because after about three weeks, those same people that said they weren't morning people or they're not workout people or they're, they're not healthy eaters, they classify themselves one way, mm -hmm. literally come in like three, four weeks later and they're like, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but... I can't do without getting up in the morning and working out now. Why on vacation and I'll get up in the morning if I'm automatically waking up at 4.50. By 5 a.m., I'm going for a walk, for a jog. I'm mm -hmm. using the hotel workout room. I never did this before. Who am I becoming? So I, 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 I see exactly uh, what you're saying. Beyond a shadow of a doubt that this would work for anybody that applied this formula to their life. Yeah, well, that's the beautiful part. It's not really open to interpretation. You know, it's, it's almost like uh, you hear a lot of people 
So you know, I, be, I believe in the law of attraction. You know, if we, if, we, if we get into the universal laws and how this stuff all works with the laws of nature, it's like, oh, yeah, I believe in the law of attraction. And I hear that and it's like saying, well, yeah, I believe in gravity. Right? These are what we're talking about here is the physics and the science behind how human beings operate between their conscious and their subconscious mind. So when, when we're working with this material, um, people don't know why they don't do the things they know they're supposed to do. Like people know they're supposed to eat healthy. Nobody, not many people alive know that, um, don't know that, right? But then you still, you still see them pounding down two liters of soda every night and then they have diabetes at age 35, right? Now, but they knew all along that the soda was, was killing them. It's not that they don't know. And what happens, Brian, is they have the information in the conscious mind, but it's not in the subconscious mind. We always got to remember that the subconscious mind is physically driving the body into action. So that, that's the difference. We can read books. We can study things. I know some brilliant people that don't accomplish much because all the information is floating around in the conscious mind. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Good. So when these beliefs, right? So let's say you grew up in a family that uh, wasn't health conscious, mm-hmm. right? And you reshape your internal programming, because I believe that's that's kind of, you know, maybe I'm phrasing it. Different, but that's no, that's it. You got it. You got it. You're erasing the hard drive and you're reprogramming with this new, this new uh, paradigm or computer program that's telling you, you know, you can get up every day, you're going to be healthy, exercise, eat nutritiously. <clears throat> Do you find that people tend to slip back and, and relapse sometimes at this old... It's not really erasing the old uh, uh, software, but just kind of like writing over it and that this old software could kind of come back into their, their lives from time to time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, understanding this, the paradigms are extremely strong and I'll give you an example of why they're so strong. So when you were a baby, you know, zero, one, two, three, four year olds, and even through, we go to school, right? We go to grade school, high school, and they're teaching a little bit of math, a little bit of English, a little bit of science. They're basically teaching you to be a teacher. And that gets really written in uh, pretty deep. And the reason that is, is because the conscious mind has the ability to process about 40 bits of information per second. Now, the subconscious mind processes about 4 million bits per second. So it's a million times more powerful as a data storage center. And when we're growing up in the early years, we have no ability to reject information. And as we get older, we read some books, some things happen, we bump into those people, we start to use our conscious mind more which does have the ability to accept or reject information. But the conscious mind, when we get a new idea, like, you know what, enough's enough. I'm 100 pounds overweight. I'm going to hit the gym. Well, that's a conscious thought. Now you're going to try and overwrite something that's a million times more powerful, which is the subconscious mind, which has the old programming of the bad eating habits. That's why it's so hard. And the only trigger mechanism we can go to is desire. So you got to tie it to something bigger than I just want to go to the gym. It's tie it to your kids. You got young kids and you, you want to be around for when they, they get married. You want to be able to go on vacation in your 60s and still go scuba diving. I mean, we only have one body. It's, it's, I call it being trapped in an invisible prison. Imagine 60 years old because of all the, because of not making choices um, that are healthy, that you're trapped in this body and you got your kids and your grandkids, but you're in a wheelchair or you got diabetes because of a, a series of thousands of days of bad micro decisions. So you got to, you got to look into the future and get emotionally involved in the idea of if you keep doing what you're doing, that's called the slight edge on a daily basis, what's that going to lead to, right? And then that's the, everything magnifies over time. So 
And same thing with investing. You don't have to invest $5,000 a week. If you invest $50 a week over 40 years, you'll be a millionaire. It's, it's that magnification. Uh, so it's with diet. It's, it's, with, it's really with everything. And I'm sure you see this in your industry all the time. But to answer your question, yeah, it, it can be extremely hard to overwrite that programming. And we teach people to really look at, well, what do you want? You know, if somebody's having a hard time getting a relationship, we'll tie it to that because you attract what you are. You know, you, you can't be a dude, you know, 60, 70 pounds overweight and then trying to attract a Playboy model. <laughs> we attract what we are. So the biggest thing here, Brian, no matter what anybody's struggling with is to tie it to something really, really emotional. And that'll, that'll help you. Um, it'll help you to cement that decision every day when you wake up. That makes total sense. I think sometimes in weight loss, as an example, you know, when people come in and they say, eh, if I could only lose five pounds or 10 pounds, you know, when you put it in perspective, losing five pounds or 10 pounds is not enough to get most people out of bed, you know, for something in the morning to get to a 5 a.m. workout place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I, I try to encourage people to do, if they don't really have a why of their own, as I say, look, like if you have kids, our kids are part of the first generation that's expected to have a shorter life expectancy than their parents. Mm. You know, cancer, stroke, diabetes, heart disease, all these things, they're, they're killing the, the kids, the next generation. And we have the ability to set an example and literally put an end to it. So when, when I know for me, when my alarm clock goes off in the morning, it's not about getting up and going to the gym for myself anymore. It's about getting up and setting an example for my children and all the other kids in the next generation that uh, really need healthy role models to follow. Well, that's a perfect example, Brian. You know, it's, that's, really, um, that's really you being very aware of what your impact. And your kids, again, they don't have the ability to accept or reject information. Whatever it is you're doing, by and large, they're going to do the same thing unless there's a pattern interrupt with uh, something that comes into their life. But, I mean, history shows that most times generations repeat generations. Welfare is generationally. You know, it goes on and same with wealth, right? Um, but for the most part, unless somebody has a paradigm shift, a traumatic incident or a mentor comes into their life or they have uh, about one out of a million people has just an innate, you know, the Michael Jordans or the Oprah Winfrey's or the, the Warren Buffett's, or Thomas Edison, they're just kind of born and they have that, but it's only like one in a million. But for the rest of us, the beautiful truth is we can learn this stuff. If somebody has a desire, that's all you need. They don't have to know the how because we know the how. Um, if they have a desire to change, we can learn the same principles and, and the same thought patterns as like a as like a Henry Ford or you know somebody of that nature. They're talking in terms of business. When it comes to sales, there's so many people that want to be business people mm-hmm. that take action. They become business people. I, it, it's almost mind-boggling in that they may lay down $100,000, $150,000, $200,000 to open up a, a gym or some retail business. But then when it comes to actually doing the sales that you need, it's just logic, right? Like a business without sales is not a business at all. Exactly. They got all this money on the line, yet something is holding them back from asking another person for a month. Can a person change such a deep-rooted belief that, that these people must have something, you know, internally that's making it so fearful for them to, I, I think personally that it's fear of rejection, fear of hearing no. 
Mm-hmm. No, we can absolutely change that, Brian. And uh, what I like to do sometimes is come back on another podcast on a video session if we can, maybe on a Zoom, because we have a um, we have a graphical representation of what goes on from the conscious mind to the subconscious to the body. And what people need to understand is we are conduits for energy, and that's not a metaphor. We literally transmute energy to and through us at all times, and that's just that's just straight science. So it really depends on what we're feeding. Now, this is where it might sound ethereal when it's actually physics, because there's a positive and negative side to everything. That's the law of polarity, right? And what people are doing in that scenario, they, they, they get emotionally involved in the idea of the gym, and it's a good feeling. And if, so they, they purchase the gym, make a conscious decision. What, when they wake up the next day, it's like, well, how am I going to? They have fear, doubt, and worry. Like, what am I going to do now? How am I going to sell this? And they start to feed fear instead of feeding faith. Right now, either way, it's a choice, and that's what people don't know. You, you, either way, fear doesn't exist until you feed energy to it, and we're programmed to do that though through through society and everything around us. Right? You look on the, the news and the TV, and everything's just um, you know it's all bad, and everything's just going to hell in a handbasket. So we're kind of programmed to do this, but that's really what's going on. So when we work with somebody in sales, we condition them to no longer have doubt and worry. Right. I mean, the fact of the matter is they own a gym. That's that's the, that's the outside stimulus. You own a gym and you need to fill it. So when we're reaching out to people for sales, we got to get to the point of view where we, we disconnect from results. Um, and we fear things like talking to people, which is just ridiculous. Um, and that's brought back from that's a whole nother podcast. But we, we bring these things. I mean, human beings are meant to talk to each other. Literally, right? we're meant to communicate, but we fear it. And so to answer your question, you know, we can absolutely recondition that just by showing people what's going on, what is the fear mechanism in their mind? Why are they feeding that channel of doubt and worry, which leads to fear, which leads to anxiety? Now, anxiety produces procrastination, and that's what, that's what happens, and they don't pick up the phone, right? But if they learn how to feed um, faith through knowledge, it puts a body into action. And when you have ex- action and acceleration, it feels good. Right. When I say feeling, what I'm, what I'm really saying is it, it's the conscious awareness of the vibration we're in. So if you tell me you feel sad or you feel depressed, what you're saying is I'm consciously aware that I'm in a low vibration. So if we feel excited and um, prosperous or excited and exuberant, what you're saying is I'm consciously aware that I'm in a high vibration. So when we teach people sales I and mean, we teach this all over the world, we teach people to remain only in a high vibration and only feed the positive faith-based side of the equation. And that ultimately has to, by law, lead to good results. Seems to make total sense. <clears throat> and the, the, the one key said that I'm unclear on, and, and mm. there might be some listeners that could benefit from this as well, I'd imagine. Does everybody, do you get to a point when you master these skills and it becomes part of your daily routine, do you get to a point where you absolutely never have fear, doubt, and worry, or do you just recognize more readily when you're in a uh, state of low vibration, and, and then are you are you just more uh, well equipped to bring yourself out of that state? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And again, we're not robots, so it's it's the second the second answer. What happens is it's not that I don't have fear, doubt, or worry, but now it's down to it's probably immeasurable. Uh, my mind-body connection, I don't, if I recognize a thought, I'm able to just stop, just replace it. And that's what, really what it is. So it was, it's a really good question. It's not that I won't have fear, especially if you're trying something new. 
I just know what it is. I know what's going on in the mind-body connection, and I overrule it. And you push forward. You just push forward. You've done this because you wouldn't have the businesses you have if you if you didn't go, you know, through the, we call it a terror barrier. So um, your results would say that you've already gone through this process many times. And you're right. You're just conditioning the mind, the master the art of remaining calm. Uh, there's never anything to stress about. Not unless... Um, not unless a family member is really sick or something traumatic, but certainly not about business. I mean, we're all going somewhere else in the end anyway. So all this stuff that we stress about, you know, being in a traffic jam is if anybody out there is ever in a traffic jam, guess what? You're in a traffic jam. It is what it is. Right. But, but disintegrating the cells in your body by stressing about it is not a smart decision. And most people just aren't educated in the fact that it's actually their choice. So, um, that was a really good question. And the answer is, yeah, you just condition yourself to, uh, to not stay there is all. So I got another one for you. Mm-hmm. What about when people fall into an emotion or a feeling of apathy, right? Like I, I heard you say it is what it is. And I, and I know exactly where you're coming from, <laughs> right? Cause if I'm sucking traffic, it kind of is, it just is what it is. And you got to deal with it and being angry or frustrated or, um, anxious is not going to solve the issue. So you got to learn how to master your emotions. But um, I think sometimes people respond inappropriately to things that they are in control of, right? Traffic jam, not in control of. But whether or not I'm producing leads in my business and taking consistent, robust daily action towards the attainment of new business, I'm in control of that. But some people would say, well, it is what it is. And they fall into this the state of apathy. Is, is that true? Is- yeah. I mean, what you're really talking about is getting into advanced sales. Now, understanding the vibration you're in. A lot of people think vibration is ethereal. It's a universal law. Um, the universal law of vibration. It's a primary law and attraction responds to the primary law of vibration. So what we, we, we got to understand when we have a business and we're selling or, or prospecting, if we're in a low vibration, if we're feeling angry or sad or like, oh, I got to prospect again, you're putting your mind in a low vibration. Well, other people that you're trying to prospect, they can feel that, right? Feeling is vibration. It's a conscious awareness of vibration. And human beings are electromagnetic beings. So the law of attraction is a universal principle, just like electricity, magnetism. What do you think? That's what magnetism is. Like the reason why magnets stick to each other is they're on the same frequency. Right. So human beings are no different. We are electromagnetic beings. So when you're in sales and everybody out here has done this, sometimes you just meet somebody and it feels good to be around them and you don't know why. Well, it's attraction. It's vibration. And then other people you meet for the first time and it's just, I don't want to be around that dude anymore. Well, that's because they're in a low vibration and you're in a high vibration. It's like mixing oil and water, things that are of different molecular states. So when it comes to sales, uh, it's very important to understand this because you only want to prospect in a high vibration. Um, our thought waves travel about the speed of light, 186,300 miles per second. So when you're picking up the phone, talking to somebody, your thoughts are traveling to that other person from one electronic switching station, which is your brain, to another one faster than the phone signals are. Now, this is probably going to lose some people because it's getting into physics and science, but that's the deal. Uh, That's what sales is. So when you understand this stuff and you can just constantly be calm and in a high vibration, you'll you'll actually make more sales because it's going to feel good to the other person to be around you and they won't even know why, but they just want more of that. Like, I don't know what this dude's selling, but it just feels good to be around yeah. him. Right. I, anyone who's ever sold anything knows mm-hmm. this, but I think anyone who's ever even bought anything on some level 
knows this. There's certain businesses that you frequent, that I frequent. I, I'm like, why am I going to this place <laughs> week after week? But it's exactly that. You know, it, 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 it meshes the people that are very positive, mm-hmm. and um, their intention is in alignment with my need. Yeah. Well, think about this one. People go, oh, I went to that club, and the, the vibe was good. We say this stuff all the time. It's got a good vibe. Like, what does that mean? It means the energy in the room for the combined spirits of the people there feels good. Now, we two different people could go into two different clubs. Like, uh, I could we get on the, go down to the shrine at Foxwoods, and it could be jamming in there with techno music. And I might be like, this is awesome. This is my vibe. And you might be like horrified, right? So that's just you and I on different frequencies with our thought patterns resonate with the vibe in that, uh, in that environment. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. Would you, would you call you know, in, in, in the max challenge, we, we, we pride ourselves on having a really strong mm-hmm. culture. We mm. define it very clearly, but even more so than that, we make sure that we exemplify the culture and probably even more so than that, part of what's really, I think, fueled our growth to this point and, and beyond as well <laughs> is the fact that we look for other people that have you know, in their heart and in their mind the, the same inner drive to produce the same results, which is to help people be happier mm-hmm. and healthier at the core. And when you, you team with people who really do believe in their hearts and at their core and, ex- and exemplify those beliefs daily, you know, it becomes a, sort of a, an unstoppable force because you're not taking a bunch of squares and putting them in a round hole and mm-hmm. everyone's working together in the same direction. And I, I kind of think that's what you're, you're, you're talking about. It's something that I've experienced. Oh, absolutely. We could go into every one of your locations and you could tell the success of the business by the energy of the owner. We attract what we are, you know, and even, even the, the vibe or the energy or the, the experience when somebody comes into the gym, even little things like, is it clean or not? Is the music, you know, at a pretty, pretty good volume or not? Uh, people smiling or not? Right. Smile smile is expression. It's an emotion and emotion is energy in motion. So even the staff, if they're one way or another is going to make the difference to the people coming in, it's not going to feel good to come in or it's going to feel good. So everything you're talking about, Brian, culture is what keeps people, you know, you might be able to sell somebody into the gym, but then the culture in the environment and the feeling that they get is going to be what keeps them over time. And they won't even know why some people might even go there, not even work out, just kind of hang around and not do much. But it just feels good to be there, right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the deal, man. Yeah. I think there's a tremendous opportunity for businesses these days because so many businesses are just straight-up sales-focused mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not delivering on their promise, not really doing something that has deep meaning. And that, to me, relates directly to what you're talking about in that it's a law of attraction, right? And if your only desire is on a, a sales focus. You know, you might get a lot of sales, but eventually that well is going to dry up. Mm-hmm. And people are going to see for what it is. It's not going to be exciting. But when you're really operating from the core and your intent is, you know, coming from this very deep place, the law of attraction puts out this fantastic energy that just, <clears throat> it's like the people who say, you know, I can't find good employees, but yet the guy <laughs> right down the street has got an army of people that are like lined up, dying yep. to work for him. Yeah. You know, it's, it starts with the guy or the lady at the top and the energy that they are putting out into the world. Oh, of course. Every great corporation in the world always, always comes to one person, right? Even it could be General Electric. Well, 
you look up and there's Jack Welch back in the day when I was working there. Um, you know, Apple Corporation was Steve Jobs. And so even in a, even in a small gym like that, it's always going to go to the top person running the gym to put out the energy and to be cognizant of what's going on inside of that environment. That's a, a gym. Is an, that's what it is. It's an environment, right? So all these things that we're talking about, um, they do trickle from the top down. And if you have a bunch of, excuse my French shitty employees, then we need to look in the mirror because we attract what we are. It's magnetism, right? It's true. And, and you I know this. That 100%. Yeah. And I can tell you, even this short discussion that we had just now, I'm taking away so much. And I am, you know, going to, when we're done with this, and it's probably, I'm going to forward this to so many people mm. because I feel like this information is just, it's it, literally like this information for people that use it, it's priceless. You could take this information and turn an idea into reality and, uh, you know, just completely turn your life around or, mm -hmm. or take it to new levels of excellence that, that people have never before thought were possible. So I, for one, thank you, Brian, for sharing this information. Sure. And I want to give you a chance to tell, tell people if they want more information, if they want to connect with you, learn more, where would they go to do that? Sure, there's a few ways, and we uh, we actually just created something several months ago that's that we're really proud of. It's uh, called the Matrix Mindset Academy, and the tagline is "No One Left Behind." So obviously, we work with corporations and, and CEOs and entrepreneurs. We, we do some one-on-one, -on -one high-level coaching and 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 that stuff. But we created something. I think it's something like sixty-seven cents a day, and it's free for thirty days. They can they can check it out. Uh, Matrix Mindset Academy. Uh, it's a Facebook program, so you can just uh, look it up on Facebook. And then request to join it. And then um, my staff will reach out to you and go through the rest of it. But it's a good way, if this stuff resonates with anybody, just to get to, um, you know, get to know us a little better. And um, like I said, we really created that because I was, I don't want to say frustrated, but how do you get to 43 years old as, as an engineer and architect, you know, but then, you know, fairly what I call American broke, twice divorced, without getting any of this information in this country, Right. So we, we created this to get the, the information out to the masses and made it, you know, uh, just affordable that you could be on a park bench and collect cans and do it. So uh, if somebody wants to learn more about us, I would go to the Matrix Mindset Academy. And of course, they go to the Matrix Success Network uh, website and look us up. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thanks again, Brian. And I truly appreciate this. And I look forward to connecting again. Yeah. Thanks. For you. Thanks again, Brian, for, uh, for having me on. So I uh, appreciate the opportunity. And uh, hopefully that helps uh, some of your some of your business owners and some of the people out there that are listening. Undoubtedly, it will. All right, be Thanks well, my again. friend. Take care. All right. If nothing else from this seminar, I want you to figure out what the hell do you want, not what you think you can get. What do you want? We say to make a paradigm shift, that's what you're doing. You're going to learn exactly how to do it here today.